This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yes, to another episode of the Sober Life Audio Experience. What up, Roman? (laughs) What's up, Brian? Guess who's back? Who's back? I am. (laughs) Yes, you are. Missed me last week, huh? Yeah, I think you held it down pretty well. You and uh, thank you, Keith Martinez. Yes, that was uh, it was excellent, man. We we missed your presence in the studio, but we we trudged along. Yeah, you did. And um, Keith came on, and we did our thing. It was it was wonderful. Proud of you guys. So oh, thanks. Man. Check it out. Who do who do we have? Who do we have with us today? Well, we have the legendary Cole Bombino, extraordinary. <laughs> Yes, Legendary. superstar. Cole, thank you for coming on. Super. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to hang with you guys. Yeah. yeah, 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 Cole. Yes. We're so pumped to have you on board. For those that are listening and watching that don't know Cole for some reason, if you've been living in a rock or in a cave somewhere. Maybe in, in Bikini mountains, Bottom. Or Bikini Bottom. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Some, Cole, people, some people are down there. Cole Bombino is the love coach. She is a coach of love and all things love related. Yes, she Cole is. also had me on her live broadcast last week. We chopped it up. It was it was a wonderful time. Okay. The conversation was excellent, top class. And I was like, okay, we got to get her on the show. Heck yeah! And Cole, uh, do you think that addiction has anything to do with loving relationships? Maybe getting in the way or stepping in between? Oh my god! Absolutely. Ooh, this is going to be juicy. <laughs> yes. I like it. Exciting. So generally, Cole, we start off with three questions. Three very special questions. Roman, why don't you uh, break off the first question? Question number one, Cole. I'm ready. What, what is your vision? Ah, oh, my vision. Yes. My vision is to create a world filled with love. I know, a love coach talking about love. Um, (laughs) And definitely to be a facilitator of that. You know, I'm all about teaching humans how to love humans, um, how to love themselves. And my vision is to live in a world where... People are of service, Mm. of service to themselves first. So really showing up for yourself in a loving, just full out way, you know, living life big, saying yes to life, uh, just following your dreams. And then also taking that and really being of service to others, being generous, Mm -hmm. um, living life with an open, free heart. I think so often we... Um, close ourselves off because we're afraid. Mm-hmm. And I want to see people living fully and loving fully. Ooh, beautiful. What a beautiful answer. I can't wait to dive deeper into that today, Cole, and yeah. see if we can't help our listeners unlock some of the locks that are really holding them back mm-hmm. and keeping them keeping them small. Yeah, this is going to be a wonderful conversation Ooh. today. Those Ooh. that are listening, like you guys are in for a treat. Heck yeah. I'm excited to be here. Cole, question number two. Okay. I'm ready for you. What 
do you love? <laughs> yeah. What do you love? Oh my gosh. I mean, there you go. it'd probably be an easier answer to ask Cole what she doesn't love. Okay. Um, but no, I love people. I am all about people. Mm-hmm. Um, I have this gift of seeing the best in people and really bringing their light out of them. Mm-hmm. So I am all about relationships, connection. Um, enjoying life together. I just, I actually love humans. You hear people talk all the time about how people suck. (laughs) That is not me. I, um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I love people. That's amazing. Cole, what are some tools that you think you use Mm -hmm. that enable you or empower you to be effective Mm -hmm. at connection? Because I know you, my experience of you is totally connected, totally Mm -hmm. present. Yeah. Um, What are some ways of being? What are some, um, just some things, some tools that you use to enhance or to connect. Yeah. We'll, we'll break us off. Okay. So yeah. the number one tool that I always talk about is yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, yoga okay. has, yoga. yeah, yoga has totally transformed my life. Okay. Um, how so? So I started yoga probably, let's see, how old am I now? I'm not going to share. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, I probably started yoga. I mean, it has to be over 15 years ago. Okay. Wow. And okay. I was totally different. I was disconnected, type A, high stress, perfectionist. Yeah. Um, typically, people describe me as super laid back, and you can put me into any situation, and I embrace the experience. That was not me. And yoga really had just this tremendous impact in first being a way to connect to my body, so creating mm-hmm. – that's usually how people get into yoga is, you know, physical, wanting to get into their body. But really it's a practice that um, as you continue to show up for it, it opens you up to your mind, your emotions. It just creates this deep connection with self. And you can't connect to others unless you're connected to yourself. So Ah. that's the number one tool that I always invite people to step into if they don't have a practice um, because I'm all about you know, we're our physical humans, you know, in this physical body. So connecting to that physical experience allows you to tap into the heart and mind. Yeah, that's a that's an incredible tool. And, yeah. and you know what? It's something simple that people yeah. can tangibly yeah, do anyone, and get, yeah, anyone and get started. Like you could get yeah. started today. Yeah. yeah. You know, Absolutely. it's kind of like tell someone, oh, just go be connected. It's like, how do I do that? Yeah. Well, this is the start yeah. to the journey toward connection. That's great. That's yeah. great. Should we get into question number three, Roman? Question number three, Cole. What is a book that has impacted your life? Mm, There are so many. A book. A book. Uno. Hmm. I think that means one in Spanish. It's funny because there's a book that like naturally popped into my head and I'm like, no, that's not it. But it keeps popping up. So I'm going to give it. It's actually The Surrendered Single by Laura Doyle. So Ooh. it's geared towards women. Okay. So this okay. is for yeah, the tell, ladies. For the ladies out there. T- tell us about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's really about showing up surrendered in love. So so mm. often what doesn't work in relationships is that we're trying to control everything. Right. And surrendered, I want to put a caveat on that word because if you're in the yoga space and meditation space, you're familiar with that word as a positive Sur- thing, yeah. surrender. Yeah. But a lot of people think that surrender means giving it up. Like giving up and yeah, yeah. and not trying. I see surrender and freedom are like equivalent to each mm-hmm. other. So what that book really gave to me was a feeling of freedom right. in mm. relationship and on my journey to love. And 
I have all of my clients read it. I, I love that. Yeah. And I think that totally relates to people who struggle with addiction mm-hmm. and alcoholism. Mm-hmm. You know, a saying that is common amongst uh, certain fellowships we run in is is surrendering to win. Yeah. And it's kind of yeah. a paradox. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And especially to more like type A, like really, I'll just go with men on this one, mm-hmm. kind of as a whole. Surrendering is like almost looked at as the thing of weakness. Yeah. Giving up? Oh, hell no, bro. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Why would I you do kidding? that? Yeah, yeah, the thought of surrendering for most, I'd say most, myself included, is like, no, I'm not doing that ever. Yeah. But it, it's like you said, man, it's, it's like the great paradox. In mm-hmm. surrender, I will be victorious. Yeah. It kind of falls in lines of that, like, it is better to give than receive. Mm-hmm. There's these like weird laws in the universe that <laughs> like they make no sense logically, yeah. but they're not speaking to our logical mind. They're speaking to our spiritual heart, to our our essence, if you will. Yeah. So that's one of the main reasons I'm stoked about having you on yes. today because I know you're a spiritual being <laughs> yeah. having a human experience. <laughs> going to drop it like it's hot for us. Yeah. So cool. Tell boom. us uh tell us a little bit more about you. Like uh tell us a little bit about your background. How have uh, maybe drugs and alcohol played a role mm-hmm. in your life and just kind of where you were? Give us the lowdown and the dirt. And what it's like now. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's such a big question. Tell me about yourself. Tell could, us everything. I could be here for a long time. <laughs> um, so I have like been on this constant journey of uh, stepping into my self-worth and my own inner love. Um, that's what drives me to teach others how to, you know, really value themselves and see that they matter. That's something you and I have talked about before, Roman. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that came from a lifetime of never feeling good enough um, mm. and always seeking validation from outside of myself. Right. So when I was younger, it was about my parents. You know, when we're little, without even realizing, we're seeking our parents' validation or yeah. I was seeking my parents' validation to be fed. To right. Be, to be held, Just right? be taken care of. Basic human needs. Emotional yeah. needs. Yeah. Acceptance, approval, mm-hmm. affiliation. Yeah. yeah. Affection. And then as I got older, it went into relationships, <laughs> right? That right. first boyfriend I had. Like if he told me I was pretty. And, what was his name? <sighs> Don. Don. Ah, got it. Oh. Don Juan. Don Juan. Before the Don. <laughs> yeah, that was my first love. Okay. Aww. Um. And, you know, if he told me I was pretty good enough, smart enough, worthy in the moment, then I yeah. felt it. Yeah. yeah. So that validation was coming from outside of me. And then, you know, that trickled into relationship after relationship. A question. It, is that a problem? Or <laughs> like, why, why, is that, why is that a problem for you, Cole? It's a problem because if I don't see myself as good enough, I'm never even going to believe the person anyways. So right. we can't receive what we don't know. Within right. ourselves. Right. right. So, you know, it's that really cliche saying of you really can't love another until you love yourself or right. you can only give what you've given to yourself. All of those right. um, sayings that probably everybody is pretty familiar with. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and I see it everywhere. I mean, it's not only in women. Yes. It's completely in men, too. The more oh, I go into this work, geez. I realize oh, yeah. how, how true and valid this is no. for men as well. Yes. Yeah, it is. It's, and it's super apparent with addicts and alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, something that I subscribe to is the idea of a spiritual malady mm-hmm. that lies deep down within, um, extremely pronounced in, in an alcoholic and a drug addict, whereby when they get what they want, they're still not satisfied, mm. still not content, still not okay. And then there's this also need and yearning and desire to then have more, be more, do more. Sure. And, and there's no winning. They have it. Like it's like they have the drugs and the dope and they're sad. They don't have the drugs, the dope, and they're sad. They're sad. They get the relationship, they get the boyfriend, the girlfriend. It, it's not the right one. Mm-hmm. They get the job, the pay raise, the 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 success, the accolades. It's but never it's, enough. It, it's just never enough. Yeah. And it's like that that I think we talked about that hole, mm. like that empty feeling you have inside. And it's like directly to, you know, based on what you just said, it's like, yeah, like that attention and that affection mm-hmm. in the moment. I feel it. I want it. I need it. I love it. But as soon yeah. as that person leaves, it's not sustainable. So I'm yeah. back to feeling empty inside and, and cold and. Yeah. Yeah. Is love kind of like a drug, guys? I was just <laughs> yeah. Seriously. And like addiction, yeah. you know? Like I was addicted <laughs> to getting validation and love from outside of myself. Right. And um well, like what what did that like look like? Like how did that play out in your life? Constantly putting others before myself, constantly uh. um suppressing my vision and my dreams to fit right. and mold into what worked for my partners. Um, what were know. some of the prices that you were paying? Oh my God. So it led to so many different things. You know, in one relationship, I was an extremely abusive relationship mm. where I let myself be abused because of the fix of the love that I would get maybe after. Right. Oof. Yeah. Wow, um, that's profound. It led to me you know, completely compromising so many of my values that I, you know, followed, I followed men to the ends of the earth before, ended up homeless because of it, ended up broke, Wow. ended up um, really in some major uh, rock bottoms for myself. And it was those rock bottoms that, that one very specific rock bottom that had me realize I'm done. You know, mm. enough's enough. The mm. love that I am looking for needs to come from within me. I get to stop this cycle of addiction and get addicted Oof. to myself. You yeah. know, get addicted to loving me. So it sounds like you had a moment of clarity. Mm-hmm. What was that like? A, a physical sensation? Was it a an, an emotional light bulb? Could you could you talk more into this moment that you realized? I mean, and that's something that many people with addiction, whether it be love, alcohol, yeah. drugs, it, it's a pretty big thing mm-hmm. that many of us need to encounter head on. Mm-hmm. What was that moment like for you? It was almost, I almost became aware of it after. Like it channeled through me. It like came through me naturally. I remember meeting a mentor mm. and telling her that, if she didn't take me on, if she didn't take me on as a client and a support <sighs> system, that I was going to die. And, and, and I didn't really realize that. that. I really felt that way because yeah. like, it came through me without me even knowing. Like yeah. I was so desperate. And that was a huge turning point for me. That's cool. Were you, have you ever felt hopeless? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's, it's unbelievable. You're talking about a story. Mm-hmm that almost every drug addict, alcoholic, mm-hmm. junkie, dope fiend, tweaker, all the above, 
it's a story that we all know very well. Mm-hmm. Too well. Too well. And, and you're sitting here telling it, and you're not a drug addict, alcoholic, mm-hmm. dopamine junkie. Tweet. You're you're not any of those things. Uh-uh. And it's just like I. Like, I don't know if those listening or watching understand that addiction goes beyond drugs and alcohol. Right. It goes beyond, like, the typical, like, the whether it's porn addiction, gambling addiction, you know, it, it, you can be addicted right. to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, wow. And yeah. there's healthy ways to experience that and unhealthy yeah. ways, right? Yeah. But where it led, like, where, where it's, you're talking about being homeless. Yeah. Right. Because of your love addiction. Yeah. Right. Losing everything and being at the point in life where you're like, I just want to die. Yeah. Like, that's incredible. So what happened, Cole? You had this moment of clarity. You were hopeless, helpless, pro- um, probably felt like all, all was lost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for many of us, like, there seems to be no light. And in retrospect, it's those times when we're at our lowest that end up being one of the best things to have ever had yeah. happen to us. Oh, yeah. yeah so no what transpired for you going forward from this hopeless state, um, pleading with a mentor that your life was on the line and you needed some help? Shout out mentors. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, Seriously. Absolutely. So thank God that mentor took me on. Yeah. Um, and everything changed after that. Um, sometimes you have to hit a rock bottom to make yeah. tremendous change in your life. Yeah. That's was my story. Okay. Part of the reason why I do this work is so that other people don't have to get to that place. Right. That um, they can be proactive. Everything changed from that moment. I was given purpose in life. Obviously, yeah. this is what I do. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, Roman and I have talked about turning your pain points and your struggles into a life purpose. That's what it did for me. Um, I, it was, I was just filled with community and love right. and support. When, when I finally took a stand for myself and said no more. So for me, it's no more in the relationship addiction. Um, for somebody else, it might be, you know, more with alcohol or drugs. Right. When I finally stood for myself, people started to stand for me. Mm. And, wow. um, I have just been given opportunity after opportunity from mentors, friends, community uh, to support me and living this purpose and Mm -hmm. helping heal others. And it's been a tremendous journey. I'm living a full expressed life. Yes. Hell yeah, you are. And that reminds me of of a quote I really like about Mm -hmm. love. And it says, uh, the love in your heart wasn't put there to stay. Love is not love until you give it away. And my experience of you is is exactly that as someone who gives and gives, and yes, gives, but who also you know gives to herself so that you can give more, yeah, my question to you is this: I don't think that giving is the issue with you and helping with others, but when and how do you give you know one one problem that's really big in the addiction community is that many families enable the addict and they think that they're giving and supporting and, and rest in peace to a really good friend of ours that OD'd yesterday or two days ago. Um, how, how do you factor, how do you determine when to give and then how to give for you in your life? Yeah. So I actually have a lot of addiction in my family. Okay. So 
something that I talk about with my close family members who are struggling with exactly what you're talking about, enabling, yeah. is that the first thing you get to do is give to yourself, which is something that I do in relationships too. Okay. So I am a great giver. I know a lot of people who are great givers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people who are in families with addicts are amazing givers. They're giving and giving and giving to whoever it is in their family that is struggling. And I think a first step, a very baby step, is to give to yourself. Is it really healthy for you to be enabling this person? How is that hurting you? What can you do for yourself to get you through this challenge? Is it going into therapy? Is it, um, you know, having somebody help you with how to get past your habits that you have and enabling these family members? And then in love and relationship, same thing. Before you're giving all of your love out to others, start every day giving to yourself. Start your day really really filling that fuel box. Yeah, this, like I I'm I feel like I'm 21 questioning you today, yeah, Roman. I hope I'm not taking it all here, <laughs> but like I'm really interested in this. Like you're a love coach mm-hmm. and my experience and and it's men and women, but like totally compromise their integrity, their morals, their values because of the addiction they feel towards someone else. How do you coach someone into putting themselves first, not in a selfish way? Because I think that when someone does something selfish, it puts one person higher Mm -hmm. and the other person lower. But how can you empower someone to love themselves enough, take a stand for themselves, and also be loving in relationship to their partner where they're not being walked on or a doormat? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I have tangible tools, but I think the first thing that you get to do is break the belief system that you have Mm. around giving to yourself or receiving. Do you think people would experience a little bit of hurt when that bubble bursts (laughs) and that that belief system comes to crash? Yeah. Anytime like our belief systems are questioned, we're going to fight it. Right. Because we're used to these black and white mental processes of right and wrong. So if we're changing a belief system, then all of a sudden we feel like we're wrong, which isn't true. So is it fair to say that sometimes pain is a good thing? Oh, heck yeah. Pain is a great thing. Pain and something we like talk about in yoga all the time is, um, you know, pain is always going to exist. It's just suffering is what is your Mm. choice. And like so many amazing things come from pain. Yeah. And the other thing is that like. (laughs) It's just feedback, right? Yeah. And. (laughs) And it's our mind, like our limited brains that we have, not the spiritual inner wise self. It's our limited mind that decides that pain is bad and happiness is good. What if it all just is and it's part of being human and we get to experience Mm. it all? And I know, especially when it comes to love, you know, experiencing the pain is what makes the love so sweet. Yeah. You know, I... um... I think that language is really important. And I notice the words you choose when you speak, that we get to experience all of it, the good and the bad, that how our mind tells us what is and what isn't. Um, Reframing and just being very deliberate and specific with the words that we choose to describe our situation, I think is huge in rewiring our beliefs 
a lot of times I'll hear people in, in terrible relationships or who have a really bad drug addiction use things like, well, I try, try this or it'll always be like that or this will never happen to me. And, and, and there's a lot of like words that, I mean, if you cared enough about yourself, you, you wouldn't talk about yourself like that, mm-hmm. you know? So one thing I think that's important that I see you do and I, I see Roman do, I, I see myself um, make a commitment towards is being very deliberate and specific with the language that we use mm-hmm. because that comes exactly from inner being. Yeah. You know, what kind of maybe mantras or mod- mottos or what, what kind of, how do you talk to yourself, Cole? <laughs> <laughs> So I tell yourself I spend the first three minutes of my day talking to myself with love. Yeah. Are you surprised a love coach talking to herself with love? Um, You say, I love you. I love you. I love you. You're so beautiful. (laughs) Uh, So it's actually really interesting. I was just having a conversation with one of our mutual friends today about affirmations that we use. And one that I really love is. Life is rigged in my favor. Ooh. Life is rigged in my favor. I like that. So is that like a wake up, I'm in the mirror brushing my teeth, I'm going to get my caught? Like, is this something you're repeating to yourself? So like I said, I take three minutes of the day to speak to myself with love. I look in the mirror and I just shower myself with love. Nice. In all sorts of different ways. And then I have an affirmation practice. So I have about five affirmations that I work with at any given time. And I take a minute with every single one of those affirmations. Um, Some of them are, I'm worthy of love. Mm. Um, I have one that is, I am the sun. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. So I can be that bright light in the world. Yeah, Um, yeah. Life is rigged in my favor is another one. Yeah. And uh, to just take a minute with those and I'll either write them or repeat them however I'm feeling that I want to work with them. And then absolutely, yes, it's something that I work with all day long. If I notice myself going into that negative self-talk and into the low self-worth or whatever it is, I take some time and I have those five affirmations that are in my back pocket that I've already familiarized myself with that help me stay strong in those moments that I feel weak. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons I was so excited to have you on the show is because I I know you personally. I know how you show up in the world. And it brings me like great joy to hear how you talk about yourself to yourself because it's from our mind, you know, that we end up having this attitude and this thought life, if Mm -hmm. you will. And we get to be the sole and uncontested author. Mm-hmm. So why not write something amazing? Yeah. You know, and I, and I know you're up to big things in life. So it's just, it's a testimony and a testament to what's possible. And for our listeners out there, maybe it's time to change your story. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time to start talking to yourself in a way that's going to start working and moving the needle towards your dreams, visions, hopes, and goals. And maybe it's a small step today. Yeah. But, I mean, what what kind of advice, what kind of gem could you offer to someone who is struggling, who is having a tough time, you know, like yourself, knowing your story? What were some of the things that made a difference for you? Yeah, so the first thing I would say is that it's a practice. That's also something that yoga taught me. Because yoga is not – there may be a destination, right? People want to do a handstand or X, Y, Z. 
but <laughs> um, but it's a practice, like talking to yourself with love, showing up in a loving way, being loving in relationships. It's something that you get to practice every day. Do I struggle with it? Yeah. Yes. People tell me all the time, oh, yeah, this is easy for you because you coach it. I coach it because it's my challenge and my struggle. Right. And um, just be compassionate with yourself. Be gentle. Mm. Uh, support is huge. Uh, making sure that yeah. you have mentors, teachers, friends, people in your circle. Make sure you're finding a circle right. uh, to support you in whatever it is you're trying to break through. I want to I wanna reiterate, you just like, she seriously dropped some gems right here. <laughs> Those who are struggling, hurting, in some pain, Cole Bombino, love coach extraordinaire. Like you look into her eyes and you can see the depth of the ocean. Just <laughs> absolutely connected human. Is talking about in that state of being, What's important to practice is being compassionate with yourself, mm-hmm. having the support around you. And I'm going to just make an assumption here is, is being vulnerable Yeah, about where you are and, and what's coming up for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I teach self-worth and self-love. And probably a week ago, I reached out to um, the top five kind of leaders and mentors in my life. And I asked them, what do you do for self-love and self-worth? Yeah. Like, What'd and this you get is my back? work. Yeah, uh, I got back? so much good stuff. Um, I One thing that's just coming to me right now is in that moment, because the negative conversation is always going to come up right. when you're struggling or even when you're not struggling, when you're doing epic shit in yeah. the world. Like when you're going to the next level of your life, right. you're, everything that tells you you can't do it is going to come up. Um, so asking yourself, how can I give myself grace in this yeah. moment? Ooh. Um, so what is grace for you? Grace is kindness. Mm. It's being gentle. Yeah. It's being soft with yourself. It's, you know, talking to yourself like you would talk to your niece or nephew, mm. somebody you love. Yeah. So how can you give yourself, ask yourself when you really feel like crap, ask yourself, how can I give myself grace in this moment? If you mm. can't answer that. Ask yourself how you would give grace to somebody else right. and then do it for yourself. Right. Yeah. See, I love that. Breaking it down into the baby steps, the mm-hmm. actionable, tangible, pragmatic um, items. Mm-hmm. You know, it makes me think of uh, the book, The Four Agreements. Yeah. And one of the first agreements is he talks about like always be your, be impeccable mm-hmm. with your word. Mm-hmm. And when you were sharing your story earlier, you were talking about compromising your values, your morals. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, I went on this whole rant about language. And one thing I know is that every time I break an agreement and I, and I am not impeccable with my word, I lose a little bit of power. Mm -hmm. I lose a little bit of self-worth. All these broken promises, broken commitments add up and stack against me into a place of low self-esteem, low value, and that negative talk that just like a parrot just 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 squawks in your head. So I want to acknowledge some of the items that you've given about being your word, being compassionate with yourself, allowing yourself to make the mistakes and really like giving yourself a break. You yeah. know? So w- what else you got for us Cole? We're going we'll get ready to wrap it up here in a minute. Um, I'm just super humbled and honored to have you on. What um, 
let's you know what like it's funny like cole and i played a connect game the other <laughs> night let's let's why don't i ask you a connect question i would love that this and, is one of my favorite games yeah connect is rad by the way so let's go with last one here what is the best advice you've ever received Ah, oh, gosh the best – oh, yes. This is going to be so good. I've been talking about this lately. Yeah. A lot. So the best advice I've ever received is to say yes. Mm. So say yes to life. I was um, about to go on a trip around the world. Right. And I had somebody tell me, whatever you do, say yes. That moment that you're afraid and you would normally say no, um, say yes and see what life brings you. And I've been doing that again lately in my life. I've been saying yes and really just noticing the opportunities the universe is bringing me and right. allowing myself to go there. Right. So if you've got a dream, say yes to it. If there's, if you want to go skydiving, say yes. Say Do yes. It. Stop saying no and notice how life starts to get a hell of a lot more fun. Love it. Love it, Cole. Um, where can where can our listeners catch you? Where can we where can they find you? Where can they see what you're up to? Let's let's like how how can they connect with you? You can find me all over the place. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Um so I'm on social media, of course. Facebook, it's Cole Bombino. C O L E B O M B I N O. Um Instagram. Same thing, Snapchat, same thing. Nice. And then I have my website, of course, www.colebombino.com. Cool. Right on. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up, Cole. I'm so glad that you're on today and I uh, just love you so much. I love you too. Excited to see what is next for you and what you're creating in this world. Thank you so cool. much. Thanks, guys. Hi, this is Andy Bauman from Tom Ham's Lighthouse. I'm the chair of San Diego Restaurant Week. Please join us for San Diego Restaurant Week from September 24th to October 1st, with lunches available from $10 to $20 and dinner available from $20 to $50. Visit sandiegorestaurantweek.com to see more than 180 restaurants participating in Restaurant Week.